here, okay? What do you want from us? How much more do you want from me? And we're back. Lip girls. We're back. And we're back. We're back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Cha, cha, cha. Hey y'all, it's your girl Taylor. And Toya. This is The Ho Bag. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite streaming platform and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore ho bag. That's underscore H-E-A-U-X-B-A-G. Keep up with our shenanigans. Bye. Bye. Hello. Hello. Hello, this is ASMR. The black version. I'm black, y'all, and I'm black, y'all, and I'm bleakity bleakity bleak black, y'all, and I'm bleakity black 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 because I'm black. I know the perfect song. I should say, lift every voice. I was gonna tell you to sing that too. sing. I don't even know the words. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think a lot of black people know the words. If we're being honest, when Beyonce sang it at Coachella, I was able to like follow along because yeah. you know sometimes when they start the you like okay I can keep going. That's all I know. That is horrible, horrible way to start Black History Month. But we're here and we're you black. know what. We're bold, black, and bougie. You can get yours at Target. Um, I went to the, you know, Target has this thing where they highlight Black History Month every year. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to buy something from their collection. And I saw this and I was like, this is comfortable. I'm, I'm a big person for a um, texture. And I said, you know, what? I'm gonna get this. I'm still wondering why Prince Harry's book was over there. But, you know, I guess that's neither here nor there. In the Black History Collection. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> what, was Meghan Markle trying to get her black shine? Prince Harry's book didn't say nothing about her so oh. I was just like what are we doing with this but you know I don't know I don't know it feels good okay so just a quick how do you feel with and I'm gonna ask you this on air how do you feel now that we don't have a live audience do you feel relaxed like you glad we got it out like how do you yeah. feel post yeah I think it was um it was great but it was a little overwhelming for me ah. just a little bit yeah, I um I I loved it. Um, I didn't realize like I love our energy. So trying to incorporate it's having an audience is like actually responding to every comment on your um, mm -hmm. Instagram timeline. You're just like you're trying to talk and During everybody's got their time. different points. And although they did an amazing job, I like I couldn't. I I'm happy that they came and I'm happy to be back with just us. Um, this episode is called, because if you are a loyal follower and loyal subscriber, you will have done the math and you were like, hmm, what's going on? This episode is called What Would Have Been the 99th Episode. Um, the topic is trauma meets dating. Um, and I have some notes that I got to read. And you know what? I did it. We did a good job reading and I messed up on Sweeties. S-W-E-E-T-I-E-S. -E -E I was overwhelmed with having an audience there trying to keep on track. So I can spell it's Sweeties Grown Treats. Y'all are, we, we, we posted it in Instagram. That's but, um, who sponsored our sponsored, 100th episode. Yes. So. so, and I misspelled it and nobody said anything. Thank y'all. Um, but 
2022 was a year of shadow work for the Hobag. Uh, thank you for joining us on our journey. We discussed a lot of triggers and traumas and healthy coping mechanisms, but we didn't forget to add the violence because, um, you know, we still on our way. Still a work in progress. And so I wanted to play this clip that I saw and then we're going to discuss it. Let's talk about how trauma really works in real time. Let's talk about dating and trauma. Let's just mash those two things together in 2023, right? (laughs) I have, for example, been through an experience. This is how trauma works. And it was overwhelming. Something about it just was like, whew, I didn't know how to cope with that. And I didn't see it coming. You're going to get me one time. That's the way trauma works. You're going to get me that one time and you're not going to get me again. So I'm going to figure out something, whether it's by being, you know, more presentable, like I'm going to be pleasing to everybody. And that's how I'm going to get more of what I want. Or if I'm going to, you know, listen to a podcast about having what have I heard it called a starting lineup of five men that I date so that not, not one of them can hurt me. Putting money before people is a really good way to protect yourself from the natural consequences of knowing people right like you don't know what they gonna do it's certain uncertainty and if we can't sort of get to a place of like I just have to sit with what I don't know right we really aren't good at dating it, it sort of becomes a game of trying to predict and, and sort of get the other person in some sort of scorekeeping thing yeah and it's like if you're if you're really going what did you do for me so I can do this for you if we're even keeping that score we're already in a bad place that scorekeeping is a signal that you're already not getting something met. And so you're like, let me make sure I I let him know every little thing that I did for him so he knows all the things he should do for me. And a lot of people, if I'm honest, a lot of women get really worried that they don't know the right way to be right now. They don't know whether the right way to be is to be hard and have a lot of really strict boundaries or to be really compassionate and be really open and give people a chance. It's like people just want to be loved. But because they don't feel loved, they just want to feel in control. First of all, let me just say your hair looks cute. I'm I'm here for it. Yes. Thank you. Okay, go. Drops <laughs> mic after what she said, like she said a mouthful. Um I can definitely relate to trauma and dating. I've had a lot of experiences with dating. um, And it just, I don't know, for whatever reason, hasn't worked out. Like, uh, even the part where she said people are keeping score. I literally was dating a guy that had, I guess he was upset with me. And then he ended up mentioning all the things he did for me. And I was like, is this? Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know this is what we're doing. And ever since then, I was like, I don't even want to deal with you anymore because why are you doing this? Like, why are we keeping score? Like, Mm. so, yeah, no. And I was actually trying to find something that uh, Charlemagne the God had posted, but I can't find his page. Well, while you look for that, Mm -hmm. I'll... It was that whole clip. First of all, starting lineup, she said, what'd she say? So that you can't get me, so I can't be hurt. Sometimes I, I don't think... 
and she, I think she's a little bit older than our us, and so I think um, it's tri- trickled down to even the Gen Z of having your roster, and it's more so a game of playing people, people playing people, and it's not necessarily I don't want to get hurt. It's just like oh, it's fun and it's safe, and I don't think people understood like you would get hurt if you were vulnerable. Um, just because we have mentored, maybe not the best, most positive way, down to the next generation on how to avoid this altogether which is why I think you see on social media like I don't want to be married I don't want to have kids I don't want to which there's nothing wrong with that I'm an advocate for the single life but I think people have been so traumatized generationally that you know now the new generation is like I don't want to do this and so to trans uh, to to tie back into what she was saying and make it full circle I think we are trauma traumatized as a people of just being hurt and and we're over it and now we don't know how to date. I don't know how to date. I'm 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 married and don't know how to date. Like I'm it's a it's a process of keeping score and sometimes I got to go, you know what Taylor, that's not your ministry. That that's my new thing. That's not my ministry. I'm gonna shut up and go on about my business because I do tend to try to keep score sometimes. Oh, I did X, Y, Z. What are you going to do for me? And then, and then at the end of the day, it's like, I do just want to be loved. So if I got to shut the hell up and I'm speaking to myself while I'm speaking to y'all, like with keeping score, then that's what I'm going to have to learn how to do in order to get my needs met of being loved. Because at the end of the day, that's all I that's all anybody wants, right? I agree. I think it's unfortunate <clears throat> that for a lot of women, when we want our needs met and we just I guess say what we want mm-hmm. um, and they're not being met so we repeat it and then we may have to repeat it again now it's coming off as nagging and it's mm-hmm. like am I nagging or are you just not listening or are you just choosing not to do it just because like that's just I think so they're choosing not to do it I, I think men as a whole are very uh and not to come off as I hate niggas, but it's been stopped by men's. Not that not to come off as that, but I think as a whole, they're just like, man, I said I'm gonna do it or give me a chance to do it. And they don't like being told what to do as a species. Yeah. And so it's just that whole men are from Mars, women women are from Venus thing comes comes into play. Cause it's like you said, we're not nagging. I've just I've communicated my needs and they're not being met. You're not meeting my needs here, whether it be to communicate or just, you know, rub my feet at the end of the day. And if you didn't want to do that, say, hey, I've also had a hard day. Communicate and it can solve so many problems, fellas. But I think, yeah, period. If you just don't want to do something, then just say, I don't want to do it versus, oh, well, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get around to it. I'm going to do it. Like, then that's where the nagging is coming from because when, like, I, I think... I can only speak for myself. I'm a time oriented person. So if you tell me you're going to do something at this point, I'm sitting around kind of like waiting for like, when are you going to do it? And if you don't do it, I'm going to do it myself. And is that a trauma response in in this definition? Because, you know, men get mad. Oh, she want to be the man and the woman. Well, damn, I asked you to hang the curtains last week. I asked you to take the the trash out, you know, on Sundays because the trash may gear Sunday night. Get it done. If I got to do it myself, what do I need you here for? And then it's like, hmm, how do I find that balance as a woman, right? Yeah. Because our needs still need. And these aren't even our needs. These are just basic yeah. house chores. Just basic adulting. <sighs> um, I think when she said something about like having your, your starting lineup, I think too many people think that there's just so many options out here that that's what's making them not want to settle down. Like you want to be loved, but you want to be loved by so many people that it's just like, 
how was that possible? Social media got you thinking that you got options in friends, in lovers, in 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 God forbid you you take for granted your your family because you only get one family whether they good or not. I mean y'all y'all are willing to work on it. And I think some that's a whole nother topic. But like you gotta oh, yeah. <laughs> you got you you got to uh, appreciate who shows up for you in that time of need. And even then, keep, be mindful of what they got going on in their lives that they still took time out to show up for you because all them, oh yeah, you go girl, you get it sis. Them people online, they don't give a damn about you. You the finest thing walking. Okay, bye. You find you was eye candy. That was it. Y'all take somebody admiring you and thinking that they love you, think that they're going to pour into you more than the person that you got at home. Absolutely. And that's not going to happen either. So how do we get, ooh, child. I don't even know, is there a, is it that we're addressing a problem, is there a solution? Cause we can't just say uh, men need to communicate better. Well, I think first of all, we need to figure out what is dating because I mm. feel like that's kind of a lost art. Mm -hmm. um, nowadays I see people want to quote unquote chill. Okay. And then what? Like, what is the goal here? I don't mm -hmm. think people actually sit down and say, I actually want a relationship. Okay. Do you want a relationship? How are we going to get there? Like, what is the game plan here? And if you don't want what I want, don't waste my time. Thanks. Go on to the next person. Thanks. And then go on to the next person, the next person. But it's a lot of game playing. It's a lot of, I don't know. It's just, it's it's ugly. Look, if you married... Water, water your plants, okay? Because it's ugly out here. Nah, for real. I'm not too far removed. I, I I know exactly what it is, and I see it. I'm like, ooh. So, what is if you if you were to ask me what is dating? High level planning dates consistently with one person, you know, surprising each other, enjoying each other's time, having romantic activities that just involve you two. Which is why they say you still date your spouse, right? You, it's the planning and, and being intentional of, you know, connecting with each other on a different level as opposed to, okay, you cute, you want to have sex? What's your favorite color? Like, it's, it's something more than that, if you ask me. And that's what keeps it spicy. I think so, just to play the devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. Some people don't want to put all their eggs in one basket, though, because... Like she said, like you hurt me once. I had I had such a horrible experience with somebody that I mean, I'd hate to be that broken person or whatever. But now I'm going into my next experience and I'm being more maybe apprehensive or whatever. So, yeah, I may like start talking to you and I'm talking to somebody else on the side because we're not in a relationship. So it's like that's what I mean by like dating. What is dating? Like, are we exclusive? Are we just getting to know each other? Like, what is it? Mm. There's so many levels to it that it's just like. I think it goes back into what you said in the beginning. Be intentional. Don't waste my time. And if you just here for a good time, that ain't me. But then you got guys that walk around like, oh, okay, and they play, all right, all right, I'm cool too. And then they whip, whip you in, and then they hit you at the back end. Hey, I never said we was in a relationship. And that makes you want to slash their motherfucking tires. <laughs> I'll never forget the time I called Toya. I had probably had to drink two whole bottles of Crown and I don't even drink Crown. I was ready to go to jail because don't hit me with that. I never said you was my girl. Boy. 
And if you tell me that, I'm going to show you that uh, I never said I was your girlfriend. No, but I get that like now. It. Like, is that's why that's why people are like, you know, I'd, I'd mm-hmm. rather have a roster because you're not going to catch me slipping. It's a, it's- I'm going to get you before you get me. Mm-hmm. You think living in a large metropolitan area plays a role in that? Because there's so many people. I will say that in Houston, you could literally have a, a, a person that you deal with in Katy, in the Woodlands, Bel Air, somewhere, and nobody would ever know that you deal with all those people. No, fact. Because it's huge. Um, I will say now that I'm older, though, like I've, I've started noticing more red flags. Like um, you usually call me at this time. Why are you not calling me? Like you usually text me. Why are you not texting me? So who has your time? Mm. Yeah. But I, I, me personally, I feel some type of way about asking those questions because we're not in a relationship. So I'd be on the fence about it. Like, can I ask this question? Because I'm like, shocked that you don't ask those questions because you're oh, very I, I hands will. on. But oh, I'm saying okay. I'm, I'd be apprehensive sometimes because I don't want you asking me those questions either because <laughs> I'm not your in girl. a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> It, it it's just I don't I don't do well with gray areas. So it's like if you show me how you answer my questions, I, I'd hate to say I match your energy, but I will match your energy in that mm-hmm. you know that space. Like if you're being um, what is it called? Like distant or whatever with your answers, then the next time you ask me a question, I'll probably be distant and why too? Because why am I being open and vulnerable to you and you're not being giving me the same energy? That makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't have the answers, and I love Michelle Obama, but she ain't got the answers either. It's I think it's you know when you know you know like the chemistry is there, and on both ends, right? You you don't have those major red flags like oh, okay, this person has a wife at home. I because I've always been able to pick up on those. Oh, he's got a wife at home. He's got a whole family. He's hiding. Like, I've been able to pick up, I, like, my intuition has never let me just sit right. Now, other things, I've been oblivious to. But those, I've been able to track. And so, I, I don't know. It's, I, I think that makes me kind of, like, scared with dating, too, because I've ran into so many people that I see that may be married or maybe in relationships or whatever, and it's like, you out here living your life. Like, you don't have somebody at home. So, it's like, is this what I want to look forward to? Or There's a clip going around about... a. Chad Ochocinco and Shannon Sharp are talking on a podcast on Shannon's podcast and they start talking about marriage and um, I found a clip on Twitter let's see how much it go- how far it goes but I want to get into that because I watched the entire podcast you you married no 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 okay I'm looking to get about hey I'm about to be 55 I'm about to be double nickel double nickel yeah double nickel so what you think about it though I, let, I want to get yeah, wait 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 Let's pretend these cameras ain't here. Yeah. This me and you, Bob yeah. Shop. I've been talking like they ain't here anyway. What you you your views on marriage. What, what, what do you think? Uh I would have loved to have gotten married earlier in my career, but my career was the most important thing. Mm. So I was no good. Um I was a terrible father. I probably was a terrible brother, a terrible son. I definitely was a terrible boyfriend. Mm. Because football was the most important thing. Right. I was consumed with that. And I was consumed with that because I wanted to get my grandmother and my family out of the conditions that I grew up in. And I said, if I had kids, I didn't want them to spend one hour, Mm -hmm. let alone a year like I spent. Mm. So I focused on that. That was the only thing that mattered. And I had a lot of women say they could be okay with being with number two to football. Mm. But when it came right down to it and they see how devout I was in it, they couldn't be. And I said, okay. 
But now I started to realize as I've gotten older in my life, <clears throat> everything that I've accumulated doesn't mean anything if I don't have anybody to share it with. Mm. And it took me spending time alone to realize that, yes, Shannon, you're great at what you do. You, you're in the Hall of Fame. You accomplished a lot. But at the end of the day, who do you share it with? So, bef okay, what are your thoughts first before I speak? Regret is something else. Mm. Like, to live with that regret, <clears throat> excuse me, and he's 55, I think the older you get, the more you just realize, like, man, I don't want to be lonely. Like, kind of what we said, everybody wants to be loved, but what the lady said in the first clip, putting money before the person is something else, too. Like, mm -hmm. you decided to put your career and everything else ahead of... Um, your spouse or just being open to get a spouse and now you're 55 and alone like that's a trauma response he says it he says it he says uh you know I didn't want my kids if I were to have kids I didn't want my kids to spend an hour let alone a year the way I lived I don't know Shannon Sharp's history so I'm not even gonna comment on that but just the way he even said that he worked so hard to get his family to a different situation that he overlooked having a family now he does say he wish he would have um found someone right mm -hmm. so he goes further on in the pot in the episode and he says i need to find a woman that loves me as much as i love this show i need to find a woman that loves me as much as i love football he's still not open to loving someone he wants somebody to work for him and essentially, like you said, still come second to his passion. So I feel like that is what a lot of us are out here stuck with dealing with men who think that they're Shannon Sharp, think that they're Jay-Z, think that they're, you know, P. Diddy, think that they are Elon Musk. They, they think that I'm going to do X, Y, Z and you need to be here to support my. I remember I was dating somebody. Well, we were talking. We didn't even go on a date. And he was like, yeah, he's a, a musician. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna need you to support me. He was like, and you know, the money ain't always good. So you're gonna have to, you know, sometimes sit on the bus and come with me. I'm like, I got my own career, my nigga. Like, you trying to date me? You trying to sell me as your personal assistant? That's that's your way of wooing me? But you gonna sing to me? Like, what? I'm sorry. I'd rather be single than, than, than have to love somebody as much as they love their passion and let, and them telling me to my face, you always knew that you weren't gonna be number one. I think that's what we date. We deal with as black people. Unfortunately, a lot of us are coming out of situations to where we're the first who did X, Y, Z. So it's like there's not too many situations where you're going to get get somebody who's not passionate. You're either going to find somebody who's passionate. I feel like this. You're going to find somebody who's passionate about having a family and they are cool with their career or they're still trying to climb this ladder and a family is not that important to them. So it falls where it falls. What I've heard from a lot of guys is that they want to set themselves up to where they have, I guess, this large amount of money. They have a house. They have, you know, they climb the ladder, like you say. Mm -hmm. Then they say, OK, now I'm ready to get married or whatever. But I don't understand that. Like, I get it. But if you're not a person that's content anyways, you're always going to be climbing a ladder. Mm -hmm. So then why wouldn't you like work with somebody that's also climbing a ladder and you guys build together and keep building and keep building and keep building? Why do you feel like you have to be to a certain status before you start looking for a wife or whatever if you know you're not going to be content with that status anyway? Because I feel like they think if I become CEO of Creators Guild, um, 
then I'm going to only attract these type of women. Like I have women down here and then I'll attract this or in on my way up there. This is I don't I can't speak on behalf of a man. I assume this is what they think. Um, and all, in between here and here, I could fuck all these different hoes and not have to be responsible and answer to this person right here. That it just that's that's the logic that makes sense to it goes me. Goes back to options again, I guess. Having too many options. Yeah. So it's I, again, I think you got to find somebody who's who's okay with you know what I may not be CEO of Creators Guild, but I'm working my ass off and we're doing well. And the most important thing to me right now is starting a family. Okay, I'm in my 30s now. I want to you know eventually have kids. I don't want to be 45 having my first child. I ain't gonna have I ain't gonna have time the knees to run around with this little baby at all. <laughs> Barely got them now. <laughs> so I think uh, I, I, I I don't. I, but where do you find that at? It's hard to find in Houston. I will say that. I think it's hard to find. Well, you can always be a passport, bro. Because apparently, you know, just yeah. go overseas and get you somebody and, yeah, get you a, tr- a traditional Thailand woman with knotless braids and a nose ring. And <laughs> anywho, not even going to get on that. But you did put something in the notes that I thought was pretty funny. You said, what mental gymnastics do you see yourself doing before you allow Fuck you, nigga, to come out your mouth. Are you asking me that? Asking me my question? <sighs> I go, I literally go, Taylor, I don't know where I saw this on TikTok. This is not my ministry. And I walk out because uh, you can say fuck you, nigga, so many times. Like, are you standing on that? Because to me, the, the the ultimate fuck you nigga is burning this motherfucking house down. Okay, left time. Calling your job. I, and no, nah, dead ass. Dead the fuck ass. Calling your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if I'm not going to do nothing like extra, it's just, they're just words at this point. Um, but it took me a while to get there. I bet. I'm still not there. I got a lot of fuck you niggas left in my heart. And the thing is, I can say fuck you nigga to a nigga I don't care about. Mm. You know, like, whatever. But somebody who who's near and dear to my heart, I'm not, I'm very uh, cautious with my words. Right. I don't call you bitch. I don't say bitch, like, bitch, guess what? Da, da, da. That's something you're not comfortable with. Absolutely. And I've taken that over to my other close female friends, right? Like, I'll, I'll just be like, girl. Now, if it's a random person, I'm like, bitch, shut up. It's because I've been more mindful with the verbiage that comes out of my mouth. And so if I, if I, if I could say, fuck you nigga to, you know, my man, am I, do I respect him? So you person? said what mental gymnastics. So I'm just thinking that's like, what, that's if what you, I've done. It, that's it, the, it, the work I've done. Okay. Cause I was going to say when I read it, I thought it was like, what is this person putting me through to the point where I end up saying, fuck you nigga. Oh shit. You ain't got to put I me through it. nothing to say for me to say, fuck you nigga to okay. a random nigga. Well, you that. text me the wrong way. What you doing? Get the fuck off my phone. I'm at work. Ooh, you know what? I don't miss dating. <laughs> As you shouldn't, because boy. Sheesh. Boy, boy, boy. But no, that was um, that was a clip that I saw, and I was like, uh, this is this is speaking to me on so many levels. At the end of the day, we just want to be loved. And uh, for some reason, we're not our, our needs are not being met. And I, I think it takes two to have to be able to communicate or not even communicate. It takes two to do the work. 
uh, how am I meeting your needs? How are you meeting my needs? In every relationship, yep. not just because if you have one person that's just doing all the work, even if it's mother, daughter, father, son, whatever, if you have one person that's doing all the work, it's just not gonna work because the other mm-hmm. person ain't growing. They ain't doing nothing but just triggering you, and it's like, why am I doing this work if? And to go ahead, now that you said that, now I can say this: if I'm doing the work and I'm, I want to be CEO of Creators Guild and you're not doing the work, you can't go where I'm going. Absolutely. So I think sometimes when you see people down here, it's like you don't know who's willing to do the work. You know, some as we know with the podcast, some people want to jump on the podcast. and But are they consistent with it? They're not willing to do the work. They're passionate in the first three to five episodes. Mm-hmm. And then after you have to really do the work and be like, okay, we done talked about 50-50. We done talked about all this stuff. Where am I going to get my content from? Who am I going to feed into? Who am I going to get mentorship from? You're not willing to do the work. And I think that's when we as podcasters elevate and we just watch some of our, our counterparts just go, okay, well, you know what? It's nice seeing you. And I, I could, I can attribute, I can, I can compare that to dating someone while you're on the grind. It's a sad situation. Absolutely. Cause I was going to say, if, if we compare it to a relationship, um, I, I really don't think people are putting in the work to stay together anymore either. Mm-mm. Because if you and I have met each other where we are and I'm happy with you and you're happy with me, those first three to five months or maybe three to five years or whatever are going to be bliss. Let's say you start getting content and I'm not and I'm still elevating and growing. Mm -hmm. I think that as a partner, I have to figure out how to motivate you as my partner so Mm -hmm. we can get back on the same track. Some people just give up and be like, you know what? I'm done. This isn't for me. You're lazy. You're not working. You're. But then how do you say you want that grandma and grandpa love that 65 years or 35 years or however long and you willing to throw in a towel at seven years? You know, I had a homeboy tell his wife the other day, he he called us. He was like, I had to have that talk with my wife. He was like, I just looked up and realized, I think they got like five kids. But he's like, he's like, I realized like she just stopped giving a fuck. And he was like, I he, I asked myself, what did I do? I asked her, what what can I do to help you to start loving yourself again? And I was like, wow. that's beautiful. Because at, at one point he's like, man, I think she was threatening. And I don't, I don't know if y'all watch this, but he is whatever she was threatening to leave and then you know he was like how can we work on this how can we work on this and so i think he sat back and just really thought about it how can i pour into you better and i think that's something you know so you could love yourself so we could just start loving each other again and i think that's a beautiful thing about a partnership like somebody that loves you enough to say what did i do how can i help you because we got the ultimate goal to be those grandparents at one in in the next 30 whatever years agreed it's very rare to see it. But you said a lot of people aren't willing to do the work. Mm-mm. My dad used to say, uh, he was like, uh, mm, that's neither here nor there. But he's like, as long as one person's willing to do something, willing to, we, we got one person who's willing to pray when the other one's not willing to. He's like, that's that's all I need. That's like the biggest thing or uh, qualification, I, characteristic he was looking for in a, um, in a partner. He's like, because every day I, I don't feel like it. So, yeah, was, uh, I would... Uh, Hopefully, we can start seeing some people working on there. When it gets hard. You got a whole tip? Because I got one. (sighs) Come back to me. All right. Married ladies, listen up. I'm going to need y'all to ask, uh, what do I need to do to pour into you, husband, so y'all husbands can stay the hell out of uh, single women's inbox? Because obviously, I mean, I don't know if you're doing something wrong. I don't know what's going on. But do get him. Get, get, get your man. 
I didn't that see you going that way. <laughs> 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 Woo. Um, and we on that note. <laughs> Bye. Bye.